Hi, I'm Tony Black with Jupiter's Playground, and I use astrology and creativity to help you make decisions with clarity. I teach astrology in a way that is super fun and artsy, not boring and blah. Tune in to discover the mystery behind what makes you unique and what you need to live a full and joy-filled life. Welcome to yet another astrology forecast with me. I am Tony Black and I am starting to record these so that they can be listened to in your car or on a walk with your dog via podcast format. So that's pretty exciting. Um, I'll be getting it up probably this evening. So, um, but let's see here. I'm going to first just start off right off the bat by letting you know that it is eclipse season. And our very first one for this year is going to be, it's, it's a lunar eclipse and it's going to be on the 26th, uh, on the 26th in Sagittarius. And some things to keep in mind with this eclipse is that the South node, <clears throat> it, and it's a, I'll talk about the nodes at some point, but just know that the South node is transiting Sagittarius at, at the moment. And, um, it's going to be there until January of 2022. So whatever house your Sagittarius is in, um, is where you're in the process of recognizing things that are true for you. And, um, and doing things that are in alignment with your purpose, with your passion, and finding new ways to live your truth and ensure your mission is in life is meaningful. And you may realize that something that you've been doing in life has it's no longer serving you. And that you're in the process of getting rid of it. Like it's it's something that you've got to shed. And you may feel that it's depleting you and you need to release it. So I, I suggest, I highly suggest working with, uh, different archetypes. Uh, I like to work with Kali, uh, Kalima. She's, uh, tried part of the, the female Trimurti, uh, in, in that she's one of those, the Indian deities. But, um, when we're working with deities from different cultures, it's just, uh, important to, to get, keep in mind that you're working with the archetype you're working or you're working to, um, with the myth of that, that deity, the myth of that, that, um, archetype. And what that does is it helps to make sense of the world around you. And it helps to make sense of your human, your lived human experience. So this is why I feel it's so important to pull in, um, stories, mythology from so many different places around the world. So uh, again, one of the greatest archetypes to work with is Kali. Kali is the um, goddess of destruction. She works with, with uh, Saraswati and Lakshmi. And so in, in Saraswati is, um, she is the creator. And then Lakshmi is the, is the, is the upholder. She also brings abundance and Kali breaks down. And when I think about these three, three deities, um, you have the creation. It makes me think also of uh, cardinal fixed immutable with cardinal. You have um, that's when that's when that's almost like the creation of the season. That's the beginning of the season. So Saraswati is, 
she also coincides with the beginning <clears throat> beginnings of things and um and planting seeds that sort of thing just like cardinal fixed is right now we're in taurus season taurus is a fixed sign and it's the middle of the season it's at the height of the season and so all all it condenses all of that energy from that season into that point and lakshmi that's what she represents is she's she's taking everything and she's taking all of the juice of it so that it's abundant um for you <clears throat> and and then later on and or later on in the season we get to mutable immutable is very changeable it's changeable it's um transformative which coincides with kali uh, the archetype of Kali and Kali will break things down. That's her job <laughs> is to break things down and to transform. So if you're ever going through a period of transformation or um, kind of whittling down and trying to figure out what, what is truly, truly important, um, folks will work with Kali. So if you're calling in something, you work with Lakshmi. If you're, if you want to plant seeds and, um, and if you want to manifest something, if you want to bring something into being, um, you plant that seed and you call on, on Saraswati. So, um, and Kali is very important too for kind of like clearing the, the road. I've, um, I've mentioned before that um, she's associated with Pluto, which also... Um, it reminds me of fire and how a fire will just ravage an entire forest and completely like level it out so that new growth can happen. So when you have that destruction happening, it's important to remember that there is also the promise of growth in the end. Um, Plutonian girl here. So <laughs> I'm kind of a fan. Um, it's never, ever a pleasant feeling when it's happening, but uh, it, anyway, so back to the eclipses. This eclipse is going to be a lunar eclipse in Sagittarius. It was a solar eclipse back in December in Sagittarius. So whatever seeds you were planting or whatever, um, whatever it is that, that, uh, say there's a passion of yours that that has been sparked since December. Um, it's, it's very likely that this has happened. I know it happened has happened for me. Um, you're working to this is almost like a checkpoint, a six month checkpoint. Like, where are you with that goal? Where are you? So in Sagittarius is interested in belief. And as long as you believe in what it is you're doing and you feel good about it, then that's what you need to be doing. That is what's going to help you do what you need to do to change the world. Okay, that's what that's what makes you an instrument for change in the, on this planet. And um, it's not necessarily about making money. It's just about doing things for the sake of doing them because they feel good because you believe in them. That's what Sagittarius is interested in. And so this lunar eclipse is going to be almost like a checkpoint. So again, it's happening on the 26th. It's happening next week. Um, and so, yeah, whenever this gets kicked, kicked off, that previous eclipse season, you'll see it coming back six months later. 
So we have another solar eclipse happening next month, but we're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> um, so whatever it is that you have, whatever you have, whatever you have been on a mission to pursue simply because you believe in it, that it's that checkpoint. It's a great time to journal, uh, to even look back in your journals and just to see how far you've come in pursuing whatever it is that feels right to you. So this is becoming your offering to the world. The eclipses are here to remind you of what you need to do to live closer to your truth, which Sagittarius is very, very interested in. So I'll be sharing a little bit more about this. If you're in the inner sanctum with Corinne Grillo, I'm going to be um, popping into there with, with Sonia, uh, my buddy, Sonia. So I'm going to be popping in there to talk a little bit more about that, but I can also pop in here, of course, <laughs> to talk more about it, especially if you have any questions, you guys, I'm not getting any questions from anyone. So let me know if you have any questions. Uh, anyway, so um, also now Jupiter is in Pisces. Um, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen so that you can see that it is actually in Pisces. Mm -mm -mm. Here we go. I switched the place to New York. Ah, okay, so uh, I had it in Okinawa before, so all of the planets were down here, but in New York, the sun is rising, and so whoa, it's starting to come up. Um, so all of these planets are starting to move up uh, into that, that part of the hemisphere. But <clears throat> so Jupiter is in Pisces. Before Jupiter, so here's Jupiter. Um, it was, do so you see how there's a little Aquarius sign right there? I'm gonna go back a little bit uh, to the 12th. There we go. So here Jupiter was in Aquarius. So just watch it. It's at the 29th degree. There's 30 degrees in a house. And so when it pops over, boop, boop. Okay, there we go. So it was on the 14th over here, but the 13th in the States. So uh, Jupiter popped over into, um, into Pisces. And so here are some things to keep in mind. It's going to be here until the 28th of July, and then it's going to turn around and it's going to come right back to Aquarius. And in Aquarius, it's, it's, um, Aquarius is ruled by Saturn, this guy right here. Saturn is in its happy, happy sign. <laughs> like it's, it's, it rules over Aquarius. So it's happy in Aquarius. Jupiter may not be so happy in Aquarius simply because it's ruled by Saturn. And since it was, and so Saturn is almost like the landlord in this situation. When Jupiter was hanging out in Saturn's house, Saturn was the landlord and Jupiter was like, all right, man, I got to follow your rules. So now Jupiter has moved into Pisces and Jupiter also rules Pisces. Pretty cool, right? And so Jupiter is now in its own house. It gets to do whatever Jupiter wants to do. And some of the things that Jupiter wants to do is, so it's going to be here. Um, uh, th so this is a sneak peek of what it's going to be like when it comes, it's going to be here for a while until July 28th, then it's going to retrograde and go back into Saturn's house. And we'll talk a little bit more about what that could look like here on our planet. Um, 
again, Sonia and I are going to be talking about it on the inner sanctum next week, but, um, but yeah, so, but I will be coming in here to talk about it as well. Um, but this is a sneak peek of what it's going to look like when it goes back into Pisces in December. So it's going to on December 29th of 2021, which is a really interesting day astrologically because <laughs> it's, it's almost like last year, you know, how you had both uh, Jupiter and Sagittarius or uh, and Saturn moving into Aquarius at the same time. It was like they got married and they jumped over the little broom or something. I don't know. But um but on December 29th, it's moving back into Pisces and it's going to be staying there until May 10th of 2022. And it's speeding through Pisces next time. So, uh, and it's only spending five months there, not very long. Um, <clears throat> and so how it impacts your chart depends on what house it's in. Uh, is it a water? It, it, it's, um, so let's see. So here, um, let's pretend that we're looking at somebody's chart. So here's somebody's chart. And up here, this usually coincides with the midheaven, sometimes depending on what house system you use, your midheaven, your ascendant. The ascendant is usually going to be over here. This is going to be the IC. This is going to be the descendant. This is where the sun rises. Ain't this interesting? Because in on the East Coast, the sun is rising. Look at that. The sun is just peeking up over the ascendant line. Pretty cool. Anyway, so that means that Jupiter is at the midheaven. That means that um, whoever, like let's say somebody is born right now um, in New York City and they're going to have that Jupiter up on the midheaven, this is going to be associated with the way that they come across in the world, um, their public self. That's what the 10th house is associated with. It's also associated with career. And so this might be a very fun person. <laughs> um, yeah, so kind of kind of cool, cool stuff. Anyway, so um, so yeah, uh, so Jupiter is now in a water sign. It was just in an air sign. Aquarius is an air sign. So now it's in a water sign. So um and when you think about the qualities of water, be sure to nurture yourself with, with, and keeping the qualities of water in mind. So it's water, be sure to water yourself, you know, like a, like a houseplant, you know, water your spirit, uh, allow yourself to sit in silence and allow answers to come to you just kind of like hanging out. And I know that a lot of, of folks have been noticing a lot more clarity lately and this can definitely be a really, really good side effect of this transit. And Pisces is also interested in serving others. So focus on ways to serve. I know that all of a sudden it's like, oh, and I want to do this for people and I want to do this for people. And, um, and yeah, so it, it's going to provide you a, a good, with a good idea of what to do next. So I'm going to talk a little bit more this week about the way that this might look in your chart, um, like in this chart. It would be in the in the career house, which would be an awesome place to have Jupiter and Pisces. How nice. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so moving on, I'm gonna double check, see if I have any. Ooh, Joanna, you're here. Full on Kali in the tower mode for the whole week before resistance. Cool, cool. I am going to get yes. <laughs> Landlord. Landlords. Anyway, so um, Joanna, I will get back to you uh, 
because yeah. All right. So moving on, I'm going to fast forward a little bit here. We are on the 17th. So, um, yes, moon is now in cancer about to pop over into Leo. So check it. So, um, yeah. Um, Mercury is now in its retro shade. Um, it's going to be going retrograde on the 29th, and this is a time to focus on boundaries, really focus on boundaries. Um, yeah, understanding what yours are. It's going to be hanging out in Gemini for a bit, too. Mercury likes to be in Gemini. Mercury also, <laughs> you call it its domicile. Um Mercury is hanging out in its own house. Okay. It rules over Gemini. Awesome. Right. So we've got now three planets that are in their domiciles. Domicile. Ain't that a fancy word? Okay. Uh, so three planets that are in their home signs. We're super happy there. So, um, so anyway, so it's going to be hanging out in Gemini for a bit. It's happy there. Um, but the way that you experience it, again, depends on where Gemini is in your chart. And so for this person, um, uh, here we are, Gemini, here's Mercury. Mercury is going to be hanging out here for a bit. Okay, here in Gemini. Gemini is mutable. Gemini is interested in connecting and communicating and collecting lots and lots and lots of ideas. And, um, it's going to be super fun because I got my great friend, Amber Mayer, who's going to be coming and doing her and, and, and spreading her, her Akashic wisdom magic, um, and in a workshop on Saturday for, or Friday night, Friday evening. So super excited for that. Anyway. So, um, next we've got the sun trine Pluto. Let's see here. All right. See that, see that blue line there. That's the sun trine Pluto. And uh, may, I, I know that I touched on that last week, but it's still sort of lingering. So this is personal empowerment. It's growing into your own. Um, it can also indicate a little bit of clash of wills, uh, kind of, go, you know, going, you know, boom, boom, head to head with someone. I'm like, sometimes I just make sound effects and I think that other people know what I'm talking about. And that's not true, but anyway, so, um, but be aware of any funkiness that may come up and use it as an opportunity for growth and transformation. That's what I suggest on, let's see, 29th Wednesday. Yes. We have Venus trying to Saturn. So here's Venus. Okay. Do you see Saturn? The little five looking guy up there, Venus trying to Saturn that that's it. And when I do this, when I'm looking at these, at these transits, it is true that it is forming an exact trine. Okay. All, you know, all the way up to like now, but, um, it's going to be more exact on the 19th. Let me see. Um, and in this chart, it's on the yeah, 20th. So it's 6.52 PM. But anyway, so the more exact, I'm, I'm, I'm really going to just uh, tell you more about it when it is exact, because that's when you're going to be really feeling it. But you, you can still feel it a couple of days um, beforehand and after, after, afterward as well. 
but um, these two can work really, really well together. Venus is interested in comfort and security and Saturn is interested in making sure that everything is in place so that you can stay comfortable and secure. That's the way it works. Um, this is an, an easy flow of energy, so it can be rather fortifying. Uh, with the Venus and Gemini, this can mean using communication to build solid networks and connections. So um, on this day, we also have moon void, of course. And so I wanted to talk about that for a second. Oh, let's see here. Uh, okay. It's okay. So moon void, of course, if you ever hear this, this means that it's not applying any aspects to any other planets. That means, so it's just kind of like the moon doing its own moon thing, you know, not, not an aspect to anything else. So it's not necessary. So the moon's really interesting. It's very shifty. And um, throughout the day, you might be feeling lots of different things because the moon makes tons of time. I mean, you see how fast it, it moves, right? So it forms all of these transits. That's like right here, it's a conjunction with Mars. And so um, throughout the day, it can form a couple of different transits. So that we don't talk about all of them because it would just take forever to talk about every single transit that the moon makes to another planet. So, and you're definitely going to be feeling it. I mean, like this one, hello, that's the moon opposite uh, Pluto. I know I'd be feeling that one. Oh, that would be today. <laughs> okay. So um, I don't know. I can't say I, I am feeling that one, but anyway, so, but if you're a very moony person and if the moon uh, impacts you on a personal level a lot, then, you know, it's very possible that you feel lots of these shifts throughout the day, um, you know, or from day to day. And so the moon void, of course, means that it's not necessarily making any sort of aspects to anything. I'm trying to see if I can find a good spot where it's not making an aspect. Okay. When it does it, it does it only for a couple hours. So when that happens, it's a really, really good time to um, run in the emptiness. It's what you call running in the emptiness. Um, it's the moon is running through an empty spot of the Zodiac. That means it's not making any, any connections with any other planets it's just on its own all by itself and this is a good time for doing things that nothing will come of like house cleaning or filing your bills i don't know doing paperwork you know just kind of like boring tasks that you think are just like well okay it's just it's it's a good time just to kind of like clean house do that thing that sort of thing during that time so um so that's what void of course means Alrighty, so um, the sun is moving into Gemini on the 20th, 21st. Okay, so here we go. Yay, and it's Gemini season, and we have a Gemini work workshop on Friday evening. So you coming? You got to let me know if you're coming. You got to drop it in the in the comments below. So, um, but again, Amber is going to be coming. She is my token Gemini for the month. And she is, she reads Akashic records, which I think is just so very fitting since, uh, it's like, um, I think of her as the librarian of the soul. Mm, it's good stuff. Um, so May 21st, we have this, the moon opposite to Neptune. See that that is something that 
we might feel. Um, and this is increased empathy. You need to make sure that you protect your boundaries. Um, it can also increase anxiety and addictive tendencies. So if you have the tendency to just kind of like be like, oh, I'm kind of feeling funky or I'm bored or whatever, um, and you reach for, I don't know, like, I know I do it. What is it like? <laughs> I love uh, Schitt's Creek and David and how he, he'll just like reach for anything and he calls it shame eating. And so it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm totally... <laughs> totally shame eater. <laughs> like, I'm what I had a whatchamacallit the other day. Like, I went to the store and they had whatchamacallits and I picked it up. And it was probably one of the best things that I've had that I put in my mouth for, I don't know. I'm just not going to get into that, but it was really good. Anyway, so, um, but I love whatchamacallits. <laughs> anyway, the moon and Neptune. Very likely, if you see a whatchamacallit at the store, you might want to pick it up because, you know, and feed your addictive tendencies if you happen to have a thing with candy bars. Anyway, um, so just be aware of that. And, uh, and you know, this is a really, really good transit for doing something creative, doing something uh, to get whatever uh, creative thoughts are kind of mulling around in your head, getting them out. Um, this is a very... Uh, Neptune week as well. And I mean, you've got Jupiter in, in Pisces and Pisces is, um, it, it's funny because it's modern ruler is Neptune. So when you've got, we've got both Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces. So it's, it's traditional ruler and it's modern ruler in Pisces. So it's a very strong sort of Pisces. Neptune's strong here. Uh, Jupiter is really strong here as well. And so um, this it's a, it, we're in this, like, it's fun to play with dreamy ideas. Um, so sun square to Jupiter is another transit that we have that's going on right here. Uh, hopefully by now we know what Jupiter looks like. <laughs> um, so we have the sun square to Jupiter and this can, this corresponds with elevated self-expression. Um, an impulse to be generous with others, just giving of yourself and overall just feeling really good. Jupiter is the greater benefic of uh, Venus is the, is the lesser benefic, but still awesome. Okay. Not, not saying that lesser means less than nice. Awesome. Anyway, any, anyway, so, um, but this can also lead to impulsiveness. Um, so again, <laughs> if you're like I am and you're at the store and you've got your moon opposite the Neptune and then you're just reaching for the whatchamacallit I don't know this could it could it can end up in a bad way with lots of Reese's pieces scattered all over your car throwing yourself a party anyway so um then we have choop, all right uh, Mercury squared to Neptune on the 22nd. Uh, here we go. Here's Neptune and there's Mercury. Woo, there it is. Mercury squared to Neptune. And this can lead to heightened intuitive ability. Awesome. Right. And um, gosh, if you're a writer, do it, like create, throw a pencil in your left hand or your non-dominant hand and, you know, go to town. Um, it may have you may have particular skill in the creative arts 
on that day, you may be like, wow, you know, I want to just create things. Or um, if you're not feeling the urge to create, see if you can just carve out a small amount of time to devote to doing something creative, something fun, um, playing with that inner child. Speaking of, uh, I'm having a flash sale on the inner child series uh, retreat that I put out a couple of years ago. And so um, I just feel like it's a good time to, to put it out. And so I'm gonna drop the link for that here in the group as well. Um, I can also indicate confusion and bringing up unconscious material. So play, play with creativity, play, 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 play. Um, anyway, so on the 23rd, um, it's nothing you can see right here, but, Mer but Saturn goes into, is, is, uh, going into retrograde motion as well. So, um, we're going to talk more about that next week, but this is all about revisiting the way that you're living your life. Saturn is like the timekeeper and is like, mm, you know, <laughs> have you been running around the track adequately? <laughs> so this is your maturity. It's a maturity marker. So um, when Saturn goes into retrograde motion, it's a good, it's a good idea to just kind of, you know, think about the way things are. Oh, I'm seeing all kinds of hearts. Oh my gosh, Joanna, I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. Thank you for, for hanging out in here. Yes. I love that. Lord. Head to head with old conversations. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, yeah. All kinds of stuff coming up. Ripping point of something that has to give and change moon conjunct Pluto. Eek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know. Yeah. You're, you're my sister. <laughs> right. So that's about it for today. Um, let me know if you have any questions at all. Feel free to uh, email them to me, drop them in a chat, uh, do put them here in the group whatever sounds good. Um, if you want to email me, it's Tony at jupitersplayground.com. So, um, all right, you guys love you. Love you. Love you. Take care. Have a great, great week. Let me know if, any, if you have any questions. All right. Thanks so much for listening to the Jupiter's Playground podcast. If you loved it, please slap that subscribe button and share it with everyone you know. Bye for now.